Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw Audio Experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. As another quarter ends within the functional CPG space, it's only right that I ask my good friend and Market Insights Director at SPINS, Scott Dicker, to join me again for another one of our famous holistic categorical deep dive sessions. This time, we decided to tackle the evolving weight management category. In our conversation, we cover everything from the current level of consumer interest in the weight loss dietary outcome in America and recent scan data trends on several direct and indirect weight management supplement categories to how food and beverage CPG brands are selecting mass market culturally accepted gluttonous categories, but viewing them through a lens of restraint. We also explore how the entire weight management category needs to adapt its positioning against the backdrop of the FDA approval of more and more pharmaceutical solutions, plus non and low invasive aesthetic service businesses popping up in every zip code. But before Scott and I dive into these fascinating topics and more surrounding the shifting business landscape within the weight management category, I wanted to give a quick shout out to New Live Science for supporting this awesome piece of content. Over the last 26 years, New Live Science has grown into the leading full range ingredient supplier, early stage developer of nutraceuticals, and a trusted turnkey service provider to the dietary supplement and functional food and beverage industries. By utilizing New Live's world-class weight management ingredient InnoSlim, functional CBG brands can develop products that address the root causes and challenges behind unwanted weight gain. Backed by two human clinical trials, 250 milligrams of InnoSlim may support healthy weight loss by reducing excess glucose calorie absorption, appetite suppression, and increased fat burning. If you're interested in obtaining more information around why brands are formulating with New Live Science ingredients to take their products to the next level, head over to newlivescience.com or reach out to me directly and I'll connect you with the relevant team member. But without further delay, here is the recent conversation I had with my good friend and market insights director at Spins, Scott Dicker. All right, so Scott warned me that he was going to have quite the uh, tan going into this because he was just in Hawaii for a... I don't know what the word you used, but like a work slash personal trip. And uh, I told him I was going to spend more time in the Houston sun to match his vibe, but uh, I think I failed at that. So I think the only thing that I could use as a consolation prize was that uh, I was going to wear this polo as a hint to what category of functional CPG that we uh, are going to be talking about today. But if you haven't like guessed it, I guess from you know, the YouTube thumbnail, the uh, the title of this video, uh, or the company that gifted me this polo, uh, Scott and I have decided that like round three of our piece of contents that we've done this series is going to revolve around, you know, the weight management category. 
But um, let's kind of just jump into this. And I think since we're going to take a holistic approach to this category and this conversation, I think we should probably start out at like, you know, around consumer intent or, or just kind of the insights or popularity around weight loss or, or weight management. And I, and I think you, you said you mentioned you had some some kind of data or insights that uh, can kind of start this off good. First of all, thanks for having me again, Josh. Always a pleasure. I wish I was a, a little more tan, but uh, <laughs> goal, goals for summer is still around. Uh, but yeah, we, you know, weight management's been an interesting category. Uh, we mentioned if you just look at traditional weight loss supplements, you know, the, some of like the capsules, the pills, the thermogenics, uh, some of those appetite suppressants, it's been a steady decline over the past couple of years, and, and it's looking to be decline a few more points this year as well. Uh, but interest overall in, in weight loss continues to be high. And I got some uh, bright field consumer data showing at any point in the year, about half of the people, half of the U.S. population is trying to lose weight. I think the the only time it's a little less than that is around the holiday season, uh, which makes sense as, as people decide that I'm going to start in January. Uh, but uh, the other area, you know, that's typically consumed a lot of of these weight loss consumers is like the protein and meal replacements category. And so that's seen uh, steady growth as well. So interest is there on uh, just the products uh, the, in both supplements and food and beverage are changing a little bit. And then I know something that we want to get into, you know, with the um, emergence of the pharmaceutical companies entering the category, you know, a lot's going to change. Like, what do we think that that's going to look like? Yeah, I mean, I think that any consumer survey data or or anything like that around, I guess, like dietary outcomes that I've seen, you know, I'm talking probably the last decade that I've been in this space, like weight loss, weight management, anything that's kind of around that has always been near the top, if not the top kind of uh, goal for people. And I think that makes sense if anybody has seen some of the you know, the data from the CDC in terms of its obesity or just being overweight. I think that, you know, there's a lot of things that go on that maybe are driving um, people to want that. Uh, if it's, you know, just general diet culture that's been around forever, there's a, there's a ton of like popular fad diets that kind of gain steam over time. I think if it's social media pressure too, I think there's this like social construct of like thin people over, you know, the, the other side of like, you know, what is that gatekeeping of healthy beauty, you know, there's all these kind of things that are going on that I think affect people's desire to constantly figure out this, you know, very difficult, I think, thing that's been going on in, in our in our culture, because I think American life, like, we'll only speak because we're both Americans, I think is that like, there are a ton of things that I think mess with our ability to achieve even a fraction of like what those body goals or, or weight goals are, you know, if that's the, our diet has changed over time, our lifestyles in terms of the way that we work or the way that we, you know, um, leisure, any of that kind of stuff. I think all of that plays into this. It's tough because, you know, you have so much uh, going on that's kind of going against what I think you want for body image goals or, or how to achieve that. And, and, you know, that has built up a, a very large category of, of, products um, that have direct things that they say that like we're going to be able to fix this you know if it's uh, and I think wearing what I'm wearing you know it's one of those things where you know hydroxy cut for the longest time was the the, the mainstay in terms of what we're talking about yeah. with 
you know, supplements, the caps, powders, pills, typical fat burners, or like you said, thermogenics, or if it's appetite suppressants, those types of things. That's always been, I think, what people think of, I think, first, when we're talking about, you know, weight management CPG, people are going to probably go towards maybe those categories first, because those are directly stating that they are going to help that intent. But to your point, you know, data over the last couple of years has, has proven that those traditional categories um, have not done all that well um, because I think there's been, you know, over time that like when you ultimately make big claims and you not, and not to say that these products don't work. I think it's a lot of times the consumer that is not doing the work on the back end to actually get these products to do what they need to do. Because again, when supplements are supplement to the rest of these larger things. So I think there's a lot of that goes on, but regardless, people perceive those things as magic pills or, or, or magic, you know, and, and that kind of creates its own bit of problems where I think at the beginning, people believe that. And then over time, maybe because it didn't work out the way they thought that then chips away at the confidence in that category. And then now, you know, I think perception becomes reality where then a lot of people are looking at those traditional supplement categories and going, they don't work, even though, again, I think there's a lot more to that equation that maybe is not uh, being considered. But I think all that stuff is working against these traditional you know, kind of weight management or weight loss supplements. First off, we should we should definitely say, trying to, to be truth tellers here, that some of them don't work, right? Yeah. And some of them, some of the advertising there has really misled, and I think it's really hurt uh, the overall category to um, your point to some of the ones that that could be helpful for people. Uh, you know, I always I always kind of compare it like you would never eat a salad and and think that you were going to just lose weight just by eating a salad, right? But it's it's reasonable to expect if you continuously eat salads day in and day out that you'll probably be in a position to lose some weight if you you know. Um, so to your point, you know these things are not uh, they're not designed to be on their own um, weight loss products or weight management. I guess is the the allowable term now. And and so I think you know coming in the form of and some of the heavy marketing around it, I think it it hurt it for a while. And then if we go back even further, I think consumers have really been searching uh, for the next ephedra ever since ephedra yeah. was around, and that hasn't really come to fruition. I know there was a, uh, and I guess I'm, I'll be aging ourselves a little bit, but there was you know that surge in thermogenics um, for a while. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm like really blanking on the name what right now. I think uh, it's Oxyelite Pro was Oxyelite Pro yeah. was the one I was going to leave. I remember you know way back in the day when I was working at Vitamin Shop, those were just flying off the shelf. And so, you know, thermogenics did have popularity and then, you know, as ingredients get pulled um, or things, I think that, that continues to undermine the category. But what is also interesting is that some of the, the products that were the non-thermogenics that gained steam were things like that supported blood sugar control. Mm. And we're seeing a, a little resurgence in interest in those, uh, especially as some of the pharmaceutical weight loss products were initially targeting uh, diabetes. And so those those are happening. And then the other thing that we should mention is... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. 
complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Is the, the um, effect of social media. Um, and I know that's something we wanted to get into uh, playing a big role. It's we've seen it across the entire store, every category. It's hard to find a category where we haven't seen some example of an ingredient going viral um, on TikTok and then seeing sales surge. We actually track it weekly since the we, we look at when the first viral video went and then we track weekly sales to see the increase. And there's there's significant increase every time. Uh, just a couple examples. Uh, we saw that there was a a TikTok trend about drinking a prebiotic soda. I forget the brand name offhand, um, so I don't want to say the wrong one. And an Ali probiotic gummy. And together, it would say lose seven pounds in seven days. And then we tracked, you know, both the brands, and they both started going going way up, um, you know, right after that viral video. And then the new one, you know, we see berberine, uh, which has been dubbed uh, nature. I think it's called Nature's Ozempic. Yeah. Is, is what it's being touted for. And so, you know, that's starting to surge as well. And the interesting thing is it's surging up. It's uh, going up in all channels. Uh, one of the most interesting things that I've read recently came from an NBJ uh, survey and report where they found that shoppers in the natural channel were actually more likely to want to try Ozempic than the than mm. natural channel shoppers, which really surprised me because usually they're a little more weary of, of pharmaceuticals. And it it was actually it was a larger gap when it what the question was asked short term versus long term. Um, but that's still an interesting thing that you know these have you know these these pharmaceuticals are going to be mainstream and really disrupt things. Um, but split, going full circle, that doesn't mean that there isn't a role um, for some of these uh, traditional supplements to to play, especially if they happen to go viral. Um, on social media, this is kind of you know what we were talking about earlier—the new Dr. Oz effect, uh, where you know there was, was what was it, Garcinia cambogia, yeah. uh, raspberry ketones, and I think yeah. there was one more like African mango or something, where uh, you know Dr. Oz touted them one day and we, they saw spike sales for a, a couple of years actually, yeah. um, elevated sales, and so what we're seeing with some of these social media trends that even after the initial um, surge from going viral. It still maintains uh, elevated growth from where it was before the video went. Um, so, so that's I don't know if that means people it's it's working for some people, or you know people just got they added to the regimen. They were doing other things. They happened to lose weight as well. Uh, but the the power of of being famous on social media as an ingredient, not not even the person, um, really resonates um, with continued sales growth. And so that gets into all kinds of supply chain ingredient questions as well. Yeah, the the, the berberine thing right now is, is kind of insane. I, I shared something recently because people know that, you know, I, I take a, you know, finance or, or a, you know, numbers perspective a lot of times. So when I'm looking at news sources, a lot of times I'm kind of when I see something like on CNBC, they're talking about this supplement, I go, okay, this is this has gotten red hot then because if it's hit yeah. that level of, of people paying attention to it, I'm like, this is insane. And I remember even a handful of years ago when people were talking about in the kind of the sports nutrition uh, thing, they, you know, they'd call them glucose disposal agents and GDAs and like, 
we'd always have this discussion on, you know, does a consumer actually understand what that means? Do they really get the true value of that? Um, do, do they understand, you know, whatever that is? And then it takes something like what's happening now for then it's reframed a little bit in a different way or maybe put in front of different customers that then it makes a lot more sense where it all of a sudden becomes uh, a rocket ship. And the the numbers that I'm seeing across, you know, Amazon or even some of the brands that I work with that have some of those ingredients within their products, um, it's insane. And, um, you know, to your point, it's probably a lot of, you know, it's it's social, it's, it's a lot of the other media, um, you know, kind of properties also kind of jumping on to get it even further into other areas of of, uh, of the world that maybe aren't all that um, savvy on some of that stuff. And then they are kind of taking that and running with it. But it's it's kind of insane. And, um, you know, you talked about because of maybe this differing view of weight, you know, loss, weight management, I've even heard the term like weight wellness, like it, we seem to be softening and softening and softening this. And then it gets into this point of like, okay, that then widens, I think, what is considered these types of products. Um, and then how do you use them in a you know, a lifestyle, which is really the right message at the end of the day is like, these should be approached in a lifestyle way. You know, you should be looking at all inputs to make sure that it's supporting this dietary outcome. But it does get into what I think you're mentioning is that maybe categories of, of products that wouldn't really be considered, I guess, directly marketing towards these weight, you know, uh, management or weight loss outcomes that then become, I guess, uh, you know, ride the wave or, or become, you know, adjacent beneficiaries of this that's going on. So if it's to your point, like if it's, you know, if it's uh, some of these meal replacements um, that have become extremely popular, if it's like a Huel or a Cachava or um, you know, whatever. But I, I also think like it's funny because there's a lot of the even the mainstay products that maybe aren't getting the same boost. Like we think SlimFast, we think um, Atkins, we think uh, I don't think Weight Watchers makes a lot of those like powders and stuff anymore, but they used to. And, and like a lot of that stuff, like the legacy brands aren't getting the same, I think, benefit from this. Um, but I think all of this together is actually something that supplement brands or or just like you know anybody food and beverage applications as well should be looking at and saying like how do we how do we position ourselves to ride some of this uh shift because i think that just offering the most direct products like we said before fat burners appetite suppressants those types of things those might not be the winning hand it might be something else now yeah and i think going to retailers as well you know how you um you market you know these these product lines um, to include things like fiber has been a huge you know fibers fiber has been doing really well um and that's been you know historically used you know as an appetite suppressant as well as for gut health with which is a, another big trend right there so as like whether you're e-commerce or brick and mortar um instead of just having those thermogenics uh your CLA and, and whatnot in your weight management category, maybe the softening of the language is actually a good thing because where you can include some of these products that people wouldn't think of. Uh, like, you know, some of the meal replacements, both in the drink and powder, for, you know, or just protein powder in general, um, you know, you can make a strong argument that those are better for weight, quote unquote, weight management than a lot of those other products that we've talked about. Um, but if the if the brand happens to not be marketing themselves as like a core 
uh, weight management brand, uh, you know, some of these consumers might not not find them. So being able to have like those those content um, available on your website um, and maybe you know product recommendations. I know you know not saying we recommend this for weight loss, but just like as a partner product to a lot of these things, it's big for both brand brands um, when they think about their marketing, their messaging, and their product development, but also the retailers uh, as they look to build baskets um, and and you know really help their shoppers. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point around just retail merchandising, you know, where that's located. And I just said, listen to um, Simply Good Foods Company, their uh, earnings uh, call yesterday. And, you know, they they own Atkins and, and they own Quest. And one of the analysts on the call in the Q&A asked around, you know, Ozempic and, and Wagovi and, and all these other kind of you know, weight loss uh, solutions that are coming out there and really trying to kind of understand their thoughts around that. Like, how is Atkins going to think about that? And one of the points that they brought up as as a pops possible um, kind of benefit to that is that the consumers that are you know, utilizing those uh, weight loss drugs, they have to go to a pharmacy. And most of these products um, are located in a healthy living section or, or the pharmacy section in grocery stores or mass retailers or wherever. So people have to pass that section. They have to be in that section. Maybe they have to wait for their prescription to be ready and they peruse within that area. So then it becomes this, uh, I guess, opportunity for them to figure out how do we adjacently position ourselves as not a foe to these, you know, not a competitor to these, but also, but, but a, but a friend, how do we become, you know, that solution set? Because I can't remember if we, we mentioned this off the call or not, but we were talking about, you know, these drugs specifically are working against your appetite um, and, and you eat less. And because of that, you want to get more nutrients. You want to get better, um, you know, better sources of, of, of food that you're in there. And, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to severely change your lifestyle um, and you're not going to still live in the snacking generation. You're not going to still think about convenience and you're not going to think about. So like these healthy snacking companies that are you know, like an Atkins or if it's a slim fast or whatever, like they have the opportunity to think about themselves as like the friend to these drugs. Like they're offering convenient solutions that are better for what ultimately these consumers maybe are typically eating. Um, they're not the best. I mean, there's, there's, you know, I think whole foods, nutrition dense, you know, whole foods are probably your best bet here. But I think that asking a consumer that maybe is, is choosing to take those weight loss drugs to then drastically also change their lifestyle is probably, a, you know, it's going too far. Like, I, I just think that that's um, not going to happen. Uh, it's going to take time for, for these behaviors to change over time. And then there has to be some, I guess, gap or some something that fills that gap. And I feel like these could potentially be that if they understand how to do that. Good point. And, and the, around the merchandising, I didn't even think about, you know, the pharmacy style. Um, and and maybe that's, you know, that's like the beachfront property, maybe right next to the, the pharmacy stand uh, going forward. It's really it's really interesting is, as well as, you know, what other categories can benefit um, and so I, you know, I think I mentioned things like greens powders. We've seen that, you know, I, I can't listen to a podcast without um, a, a famous greens powder being one of the sponsors. <laughs> and so it appears like, you know, that's something that's really, really resonating with consumers, you know, who are maybe not eating enough vegetables. 
And so, uh, you know, I think that that that's a category that's going to continue to um, evolve along with that. And then as well as things like multivitamins, if you're eating less, you might not have been eating healthy to begin with. Uh, so it's something like a multivitamin is an easy add for convenience sake as well. And then just one more thing on the merchandising. I always go back, you know, one of the things that I always find so interesting is when I go into Target, uh, you find Vital Proteins Collagen in the supplement section and the uh, beauty section. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that opens up such an opportunity um, for consumers who would never walk down one aisle to find their products in this other aisle. So the same could be said for, you know, some of this cross cross merchandising. If some of these brands can make a strong case to these retailers, um, they'll they'll be gain exposure to a lot of customers who wouldn't just walk right by the you know the protein aisle um, or the sub or the multivitamin aisle, depending on the retailer. Yeah, because I think you're touching on something that I feel like gets missed a lot of times when we're talking about some of these weight loss drugs is that. I think people are looking at that as like a health and wellness thing and, and they go, okay, well, there's obviously going to be these, you know, beneficiaries and, and this is how they're going to play it because that's the consumer intent behind why they're taking these things. But I also think there's a, a vain beauty aspect to this. Like what I mentioned before around, you know, there's social ideals and, and constructs and people around thin and, and beauty and like, you know, how that all kind of plays into that. That's like a well-entrenched I think, um, thought in people's heads and they're taking these drugs for reasons that maybe aren't necessarily as, you know, health and wellness oriented as maybe we, we think, and then it gets into the point where you're saying, you know, like, should some of these other ones products, if it's, if it's vital proteins or any of these kind of like does nutri cosmetics play into it, can you get the supplements and, and some of these weight management products? Um, merchandise in different sections that then those consumers that have a different intent behind why they're taking those drugs also get something that can be, you know, a basket builder or complementary to what they're looking for to improve that. I think that's something that I've noticed that people, when they're talking about the uh, Ozempics and stuff like that, they're only talking about it from like, oh, people are trying to get healthier, but I don't necessarily think that's everybody. I think there's a lot of people that are actually looking at it from a more surface level reason that they don't really are thinking about the long-term health aspects of it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh, you mean people just want to lose lose a few pounds for spring break? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, of course there is. Uh, I'm not, you know, it, it'd be impossible to speculate on the percentage of people. But um totally agree. And there's, you know, we've seen a lot of interest in, from a supplement standpoint, you know, beauty from within. Um, so some of the supplements that, that go along with that. Uh, and it seems to be trending in more of like a natural way. We just released actually a, a natural beauty white paper. Let me give a, a shameless plug for it there. Um, as, as people are, you know, looking for more natural ways, but the interest is still there. Uh, one of the interesting takeaways, not to veer too much off topic, is that a lot of the expansion um, from natural beauty is coming from the, how they're advertising towards more men now. 
And so like the very stereotypical weight loss consumer of, of years ago um, was, was female. Um, but I think, you know, going, uh, the marketing were like the marketing for a lot of these sports nutrition products was all young men. Um, and now, now it's expanded to be more inclusive. That's why we're seeing a lot of this surge. Um, the kind of the, the opposite was happening in like the beauty from within and the natural beauty space where a lot of the marketing was predominantly female. Um, and now it's expanding men and, and, and showing growth there. Um, so, so the marketing opportunities are very interesting around weight loss. It's interesting because I do think that weight management products that are like specifically targeted for weight management are going to continue to decline from like a supplement space. Um, but that doesn't mean the interest is, has left. I think it's just the, the terminology and like the product positioning that's changed. So these other adjacent uh, categories of products that are probably better for weight management um, to begin with, uh, better fits, I think they're going to benefit. Uh, but the, the data for things targeting weight management specifically, I think is going to continue to trend down uh, for the near future, at least. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that, um, you know, another force that's maybe affecting some of the sales is, you know, we talked a lot about like these products that are explicitly saying they're for weight loss, you know what I mean? And I think that if we talked before the internet, like you needed to understand those very explicit promises on label and that you took that as, you know, where else would you get the information for or whatever? But I think now with the internet, like with, you could basically, I guess, um, figure out products that aren't necessarily considered weight management or weight loss products. And, and this is mostly from a food and beverage application. You're looking at the, you know, taking a mainstream all American food category or beverage category, um, and then figuring out a way to basically switch it into a better for you, healthier for you version. Um, you know, examples that are out there, you know, if it's like magic spoon or, or, you know, even like quest chips or, or halo top, like all those are not uh, weight management products, you know, because they don't specifically say that, but anybody with uh, you know, smart enough sense realizes that, yeah, that's what they're actually are at the end of the day. And a lot of that buying, because I think of its social media, if it's the internet and just the ability for people to just make those connections without the product labeling have to making those connections, like people are naturally using those products for those reasons. So then they have less, you know, wallet share left for maybe some of these other ones, because um, there are so many options now. So I think that, you know, there's a you know, what is in the category, what's not in the category. That's always the issue in terms of um, definitions. And, and and I know that you guys yeah. deal with that constantly is like, you know, what is considered this, what isn't considered it. And um, I deal with that as well. And it's a matter of like, I think sometimes opening up the aperture and saying like, okay, what is actually really in this category? And like, is that actually affecting some of these ones? And I think it's, you know, all this is, is kind of a, Again, we're talking holistically about all this because I think that when people think about weight management, especially um, a lot of maybe, you know, legacy individuals that have been around the block a while in the space, they go towards these very traditional fat burner pills or thermogenics or whatever. And that's not telling you nearly any of the story of what today's weight management, weight wellness, weight loss category is. And if you don't understand all of what's going on, like it's hard to really understand how to play to win. It's very hard to understand like where are you going to be positioned and actually get attention and get sales and get all that. You can't play the game that was that was, you know, out there a decade or 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 more ago. That's just not available anymore. Yeah, it's a, it's it's become niche almost. And you know the the diet pill 
uh, quote unquote, has become uh, kind of a, a dirty, you know, dirty word in that sense. Uh, and every category's kind of gone, quote unquote, natural and better for you. Uh, you know, some of the last junk food categories, you know, I was talking about last year, it was like candy and soda. And now we've seen a lot of these growth in like the pre, pre and probiotic sodas. Uh, using different sweeteners, things of that nature. And then candy, again, you're removing the sugar. You know, a lot of people are using things like allulose now. Um, and then, you know, protein continues to have a halo around it. So there's options in every category as people are shopping. In theory, you could have your entire basket full of these, these better for you options that are, you know, aimed at reducing sugar or calories or boosting protein and fiber. And so to to look at the category just in like that one, not even the one aisle, just like one one shelf, um, yeah. pretty much, or like three, three shelves of it, really doesn't tell the story. Um, so again, while every time we do a supplement presentation, I anticipate weight loss, targeting supplements, weight management. I'm sorry, um, to be going down. The interest is still there, and honestly, I think I think we need more of it. Um, in some of these categories, I think there, there's a lot of innovation left to be had. And, and a lot of it's gaining steam, things like in the probiotic space, especially. Um, it's very interesting. And also around some of these, some of these other categories that are typically higher in sugar or, or some of these sweeteners as well. There's a lot of innovation left to, left to be done as well. And I also wanted to, I guess, cover two, two last things that maybe aren't necessarily I guess, CPG related, um, but I think are things to think about that maybe not necessarily could be bad things. They could also be something that, again, if you understand the trends of what's going on, then it's a matter of, can you figure out how to be a friend to those trends? Can you attach yourself to those trends? I think two things going on is one with, you know, more the food is medicine kind of movement that's going on. I, I, I think a lot of that and how that can be kind of utilized in a way for weight loss purposes. I mean, like, because again, a lot of these, I guess, problems that we're having in, in American culture could be tied to um, nutrition related diseases. And then a lot of it comes down to there's overweight individuals or obese individuals that, you know, that's going to be uh, a focus for food as medicine. It's going to be focused on some of that. So then it's a matter of, okay, if people are changing lifestyles or changing those things. It goes into the those supplements start to then be more effective because if people are changing the rest of the their system and their lifestyle, then it's going to be back to them having more realistic sets of expectations and maybe they're going to be more beneficial. It's like that could end up helping them in a certain way. And then the other side is, is I think, you know, a little bit of an adjacency to what we talked about with like the beauty from within or the nutri-cosmetic space. And this is more the um, you know, these aesthetic services that have been popping up, and this could be both females and males, but you have a lot of these, you know, kind of brick and mortar stores or or even telehealth or, or things that are going on that you have the ability to um, go in and get solutions to these problems in a different way than you normally would, because you don't have to go through these big hoops to go through your medical um, kind of insurances and things like that. There's all these kind of things that are on almost every corner of every suburb at this point. If it's on the male side, it's usually like hormone clinics or or people that are you know fo focused on uh, testosterone and that kind of stuff. Or you have a lot of times the female oriented ones that could be you know things that are beauty oriented kind of aesthetic services. It could be weight loss things. It could be, you know, these different, um, you know, robotics 
uh, applications that help you with strengthening, uh, you know, in a fitness application, or whatever, and all those things. Again, it's like at the end of the day, because this is, I think, a problem that people are trying to solve. Now the market has so many different solutions. It's not just this clear cut. Here's how you. Here's the only option that you have. Consumers have so many options. So then they're choosing to spend their wallet share in different ways than how they did before. And I think that that creates its own set of challenges or opportunities, depending on how you see it. And I think that brands, if you know, you're only wanting to be, you know, a great product that's on shelf and that's how you're going to want to try to help this problem. It's like, okay, how are the other parts of this solution out there? And how do you kind of make sure that you're complementing the best ones or, or, or associating yourself with the best ones and then making sure you're uh, being aware of the ones that are out there that maybe could be causing um, some resistance to your brand or whatever. I, I think I always want to make sure that people understand the full, I guess, view of what's going on because a lot of these things are relatively new. And maybe if you're not necessarily paying too much attention, you don't know how how they're affecting your specific you know, functional CPG brand. And to, to add to that, like wearable tech, like health tech, yeah. personalized, things like that. Uh, you know, sleep trackers is a big one. Uh, there's a lot more awareness now about you know, if you're not sleeping, all these other health implications, including usually putting on a few pounds. Uh, so it's a full ecosystem of products. It's I agree. It's not just in the supplement aisle. It's not just in the grocery store. Um, it's 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 really everywhere. And so this overall health, it, you know, it goes back. We've talked a lot, you know, before about like the active nutrition space, and that ties ties right in as well. Um, so you see a lot of a lot of growth there, and some of that can be, you know, dollars directly taken from the this weight management space put into the active active nutrition space that covers all these types of things. Um, and, and so it's a little bit confusing landscape to go on, but a lot of them are tying together. Uh, especially with people consuming so much content, they're they're making a lot of these ties. Not all of them the correct ones, but uh, well, in my opinion, the correct ones. Um, but you are seeing people tie these things together, and so finding for a brand to really find complementary um, products, maybe in completely different categories, um, not even non-food even. Uh, and so it's 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 really interesting to watch, and I think it's only going to continue as I do think that. Uh, we're going to see a, a enormous boom um, in discussion around the topic as more and more of these drugs come to market. And I mean, it seems like there's an endless demand for it at the moment. Um, so so people are still interested, I think, is the to come full circle to where you started. Yeah. The interest is still there. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, you tied it all in for me. I didn't have to uh, do the the ending summary there because you brought it full circle for me. I think the, the point of all this is that, yeah, there's the consumer motivations or, or popularity around that dietary outcome is, if anything, has increased, not decreased. It's just the category and the solutions as a whole have changed so much that then, you know, how people are solving or trying to solve that problem maybe are a little bit different. But um, Scott, I always appreciate your giving us this time. I really enjoy these quarterly kind of chats. Uh, I know that the audience has enjoyed them. I think each one becomes more popular and more popular. I hope they enjoy this one as well. I think this one was super good. But um, if anybody has any ideas about maybe what you guys want to hear for the next quarter, we're, we're open to uh, do whatever you guys want us to talk about. Uh, we could tackle any category. So maybe you guys want to throw us a curveball and, and uh, try to see if we get tripped up 
I don't know, you know, whatever. But Scott, thanks. Thanks again for giving us this time. And uh, I appreciate all the insights that you shared. Thanks so much for having me. Always a pleasure. Looking forward to next time. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 